My name is Monica Lieberman, and you're listening to Silence on Set Podcast. On today's podcast, we're talking to cast members from MGM Plus's hit show, From. The show is a series that unravels the mystery of a nightmarish town that traps all those who enter. In season two, hidden truths about nature and terrifying origins of the town begin to emerge even as life for its residents is plunged into chaos by the arrival of a mysterious set of newcomers. So to talk about his character and where it's going with these last few episodes, which sound like they're going to be even crazier than you can imagine. Here's Courtney and Moore, who plays Ellis. Thank you so much for joining me. I love you so much. I love your character on the show. I'm obsessed with the show. So what's going on? Just tell me what's happening. Like, where are they? Just give me the info. Nobody's listening. From what episode <laughs> do you want me to spoil here? What do you want? Oh, you oh I'm saying like, you know, just tell me the whole deal. We Listen. could just like finish this right now and let people All right, know where they are. Oh, because uh, there's so many different options here. All right. We are fucked. We're yeah. absolutely fucked. I have no idea how anybody is going to survive. I'm going to be a father. I'm married. Like the stakes are, are 5 million times higher. We have no idea what we're dealing with. There's completely new beasts of, of God knows what nature lurking everywhere in our sleep, in forest, underground, all these fucking places. We are just desperate to survive. And Tabitha, are you fucking serious? What the fuck is going to happen with her? So we, we are just fucked on a 360 whirlwind. And I just can't wait to hopefully go to season three and figure it out. That's where we are right now. And like, here's the thing. Well, how is your take on Victor? Because I love Victor and I feel like he's stuck in being a kid, right? Because he, yeah. nobody was there to, you know, grow him up. Definitely. I just love him and I feel so bad for him. He's my favorite character. Like I, I think across the board, he's, he's the best character. I think he's one of the most beautiful actors I've ever seen perform. And I really want to get to the root of what happened, but even more so, I'm actually really interested in what he's going to do next like i think everybody keeps focusing on like what happened when he was a kid he had all these you know really interesting things it's not that it's not interesting but i think he's gonna have really really important things to do soon and i think because he knows a lot i don't know where he's gonna go i hope i get i want to go on an adventure with him that's my little dream i want me and victor to you know start hanging out go to the woods and kill some things you know who knows i would love to see you guys go on an adventure i was so excited when they had you go into the woods i was like yes like get him like you were supposed to be picking flowers oh right yes i was like yes get him in the woods because some shit's gonna go down so i was like just let him in there and it did and it, it really and did you were part of the most iconic of this season you had oh. a freaking woman with a pole in her head honestly between episode three and six i'm very lucky that i get to be a part of in my opinion the craziest episodes of the show yes and you had the most kind of iconic episodes so you have a woman with a pole stuck in her head you oh, have nice. you guys trapped in between like a vestibule whatever the hell you want to call it in the house in between two sets of doors praying yes. that the talisman's gonna work which it yes. does thankfully Thank i mean like so you're part of like all of these major moments the drive sequence directed oh by God, the yes. fucking mastermind jack bender it's got to be one of the coolest car scenes i've ever seen in my life one that, oh my god it was so good we get background yep. we get to see the epic moment about your mom so your season man yeah it's it's crazy it's just I, every single day i wake up and i genuinely have no idea what the hell is going on in my life because also the show is blowing up right now season one we did really well 
with season two, I think across the board, we've been roughly like top 10 in the world, if not, you know, top five, top three, every for five, six weeks in a row now. It's insane. I'm just, I'm so lucky. I'm so happy. And I'm excited, you know? I could not be happier for you. What is your take on Ellis this season overall, like the arc and how he's changed from the beginning? And what are you hoping fans get out of the season? Because like you said, it's grown so much and now we're all obsessed and I'm crossing fingers for season three. First of all, my take on Ellis and his growth from season one to season two. Season one, to no fault of his own, he was a scared, broken kid. And I think throughout the course of the first 10 episodes up to where we left off in season two, he's really grown into a young man and it's been challenging. It's been terrifying, but I think he's proving to himself that he deserves to be alive. He deserves to be in love. He deserves to be a son, but then also deserves to be a father. And I'm really proud of the work that Ellis has put in. It seems like he's doing some self-care shit. And I hope the fans see, you know, I hope the fans see that he's trying. I hope the fans see that it's it's hard. He doesn't have a, a lot of guys his age to, you know, hang out with. He's got his love of his life, but he's a lonely dude. And um, I just, I hope, I wish him the best. I think that's, that's it. I wish him the best. I know that the viewers, the beautiful fans do. And uh, I think with the more people that watch the show, the more we're going to have to talk about because this is just beginning. It really is. Up next is Chloe Van Landershoot, who plays Christy. So let's get into from. Yes, let's get into so, it. So what the hell is going on? <laughs> Where Monica, are you guys? What's happening? Nobody's listening. Tell me all the details. You and me both, Monica. I don't know what's going on either. It's chaos. It's just one thing after the another. It's relentless. It's escalation. It's impossible. Yet they're all still getting by. It's such a show about how much can you be pushed to your limit while also how resilient can you be? And it's, it's, that's what's going on. And there's monsters and Marielle's there now. And there's some bile and there's a cadaver and there's a lot to unpack. There's a lot to unpack on this show. I feel like we need like these interviews to be like two hours long because like there's just too much. It's like, much is going on so that little thing about your fiance your character's fiance what the heck she gets someone that she knew before she got stuck there come in because that's never happened before you were together mm-hmm. and she also said that you were only like a few hours from home where is everybody <laughs> so you're only a few hours from home but also then she's sneaking some medication which we've seen yeah. which is good so where is this relationship going and where do you think it's going to go into another seat i'm manifesting this into another yeah. Christy's in total crisis mode right now between everything going on in the town and the one thing after the, the another theme that, that seems to be happening with everybody on top of navigating finding out her love is an addict has relapsed in, in some way is there's a lot to handle but Christy doesn't really have too much time to, to sit with herself just given the way the season goes yeah Christy's in full-on caretaker mode she's has not really made a single decision other than to just get by help everybody who needs it and she'll deal with herself later it's what she tells herself but in the season we see her struggle with being able to keep it all at bay she's we really see all of what she's been holding down start to come to the surface which is kind of what humans do so I'm glad that Christy has some moments of of large feelings but yeah in terms of the relationship I think it's it's big caretaker mode right now especially episode seven and eight and nine (laughs) 
and 10. And I'm curious to see where it all goes in season three, if we get one. Yeah. Christy needs to sit with herself and do some deep thinking. I feel so bad because it's like, I think she focuses so much on the medical, right? Because that's a distraction. She doesn't have to Mm -hmm. worry about it. She's saving people. She's helping people, which Mm -hmm. is great. But by doing that, there are things that around her that are happening that she can kind of easily compartmentalize. The one scene that the season that I found that was the most like, ooh, there she is, was when um, your character gets the haircut and the t-shirt and is standing in front of the mirror going like, this is who I was before I was here. How do I put that together in my brain? Like, how do I like compartmentalize that? And that was the first time I went like, wow, like that must be so crazy. So not only mm-hmm. have that you knew ahead of time, you see them again, but to also be wearing a shirt and looking away that you looked before you were put in like this hellhole place that you were stuck mm-hmm. in. So for you as an actor, like how is that? You do so much in front of that mirror with you just standing there. Like you just feel all of it. You feel like everything that she's feeling in that moment. Thank you. Yeah. I think for me, that haircut was also kind of leaning into part of her queer self in a way too. I mean, like the whole thing thing with the haircut, I remember when I first came out and hair was a really big thing for me in terms of like my identity and having my insides match my outsides. So for that moment, the idea for the haircut was really about that for me. And I think for that, for Christy as well, like leaning into her queer self. I mean, she hasn't done that since her arrival there. She's just been thrown into this hellhole and been responsible for a whole lot. She ha- She's let herself, she's let so many parts of herself go. So I think that moment is uh, a sweet moment for her to kind of reflect on who she was. But also the other side of that, of like, how much have I changed? Like, this doesn't feel really, this doesn't feel right anymore too. Like all of it. And I think Christy thematically, that's the whole season for her is like this push and this pull of like, who was I? Who am I? How have I changed? I've had no time to think about that because there's also just one crisis after the other that I'm constantly responsible for. So there's a lot. Yeah, just a little bit going on. And what are you most excited about for fantasy as the season goes on? Ooh, episode nine is wild. Have you seen it? Uh, Yeah, I saw it. Yeah, that's a wild episode. There's so much happening, so much going on. Uh, Leading into episode 10, the audience is going to have so many questions and so much fear, I think, too. And finally, here's Jamie McGuire, who plays Smiley. How is it? I'm just going to jump right in. How is it being Smiley, one of the most scariest people ever to air on television? To hear you say that, it's an honor and a huge compliment. I can't thank you enough. To be Smiley has just been amazing. To be part of the whole Frumley is amazing. It's such a good show. I mean, and season one, I think it was finding its footing, right? And now everyone is talking about it. Season two is like the biggest thing. What is it like initially when you heard that you were playing this character that's kind of dead, alive, creepy, might have a backstory? How do you kind of encapsulate that into what became, you're literally one of the most iconic creatures that comes out at night? For Smiley, there was no huge backstory as such because originally with season one, I started off as a background creature. I guess Smiley came from, well, the name Smiley came from the fans and I guess how much more Smiley's been in the show is thanks to, say, the crew members, the cast and crew members, I should say. One of the directions we were given as creatures, just walk slow, be creepy. And whenever I would see movies or TV shows, I always found that some of the best villains, they always had such like a grin about 
about them or like a devilish smile that made them equally intimidating yet a little bit charming and also amusing to watch as well. So when I was given that direction, I thought to myself, why don't I try that and see if it works and see how it works. And sure enough, I guess it worked for me. It worked for you, for sure. And it's actually my natural smile. <laughs> well, hair and makeup aside, like the smile is me. So do you yeah. sit your friends down if they've seen the show and you smile at something? I do sometimes, but like people who know me really well, they watch because they know it's me. And I just tell them, okay, sorry in advance if I freak you out. It's like, just remember it's me, relax. Because <laughs> I've had like family members, really close friends, pe people I've known my whole life. They're like this with the camera, like home their hands up to the screen. Just really, it's like, okay, if there's ever really any scary parts of me, it's like, okay, it's Jamie, it's Jamie, it's Jamie. And then, but I even freak out some of the casting crew sometimes when I'm in that stuff. So I just try to avoid eye contact, but after everything's said and done, we're done for the day. It's, it's just so chill. I'm so happy they kept you on because it's so nice when you see like a group kind of in the background, right? And background actors are such great actors and they oh, make for sure. up for so much of telling the story, but to see a repeater or a repeat group of people really adds on to like the creepiness of what it would be like living in that town and how scary it would be for somebody to show up like that. And you just have this great way of doing it. Like it's just very creepy and scary. Like when you broke into the, in the colony house, like I was like freaked out. I was like, oh my gosh, what is going, what is he going to do? What's going to happen? So it's so great that we get to see you on a regular basis. Where is Smiley going as the season? We have a couple episodes left. So is there going to be another major moment like the colony house where we see something with Smiley that's just outrageously crazy? Well, we'll just have to wait and watch and find out. <laughs> well, I loved every minute of every day on From, but I really did like the banister scene too. And I couldn't believe the reaction it was like with everything because once they got me ready for it, it was just so cool at looking at that thing. I think that was one of my favorite scenes I've ever done. I've loved working on it the entire time, seasons one and two. But I love doing that too because like it was just so cool. And when I first saw it, I couldn't believe how creepy I was. Even sometimes when I'm like getting ready to go to work, I look in the mirror, it's like, okay, I'm even creepier. So it's like, <laughs> but no, I I love being part of the Frumley. And I love how the stories, the direction it's been going in so far. And, you know, I just know I'm going to love the directions it'll take in future episodes. I love you so much. You're so creepy and you do it in such Thank a great way. You know, fans, we love you. We love to be scared of you. <laughs> Thank um, you. That, I'll that, take that, that as a compliment. Uh, oh, 100%. <laughs> oh, oh, I know it's a compliment. No worries. It's like, <laughs> it's like you freak me out so much. I love it. No, go ahead. <laughs> and that banner scene is like literally the, one of the most iconic scenes of season two. So I wanted to know, what are you hoping fans get out of, you know, the finale? What are you most excited about for them to see? And moving forward, where do you hope we see Smiley crossing fingers for next season? You know, I'm really not sure what's going to happen in the future. I just hope the fans keep watching and enjoying the show as much as I have because I really don't know what's going to happen next and I kind of like that because it'll keep me guessing and I'll be all that more genuinely surprised and thrilled by it so to all the fans thank you for all the support thank you for all the compliments thank you for watching and I hope you keep watching all future episodes and I want to thank everybody and I also want to thank you for meeting me and talking with me hope you guys enjoyed listening to the cast 
cast of From talk about what fans can expect for its last couple of episodes. The first season is currently available to watch on the MGM Plus app, anywhere you could download MGM Plus and on Prime Video now in full with new episodes of season two airing weekly Sundays at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on all the same platforms. So make sure you go and check it out. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button so you're updated on all of our latest podcasts and head over to our YouTube channel. Hit subscribe so you're updated on all of our video content. Oh, my God.